from the studios of 2SER in Sydney, Australia, to the world. This is a Gay Waves podcast, proudly produced on Gadigal Land. A luminary of the Australian ballroom scene, father of the House of Silky, style guru, event creator, whose latest event, Zaddy's Out Westie with My Bestie, is at the Arts and Cultural Exchange in Parramatta. It's legendary Xander Corey. Xander, welcome to Gay Waves. Hi, what a lovely intro. <laughs> Thank you. Your connection with the Australian ballroom scene, how did you get involved in the scene? I had always known about ballroom from uh, as a teenager and was kind of always watching it um, from afar. It wasn't until I think Sissy Ball 2018, maybe, that I saw that there was a ball and um, very drunkenly and stupidly that night decided to get up and walk. And um, I got my tens and yeah, the rest was kind of history after that. And I, I kind of found the scene and found the community and found my people and, and I just kept kind of growing within ballroom to then eventually starting um, my own house with Marasia called the House of Silky, um, where this year we'll be celebrating um, our fifth fifth year anniversary of the house. Can you tell us a bit more about the house and what it means to be in a house and the father of a house? It it's uh, ballroom is a lifestyle, you know. Like I think some people think that you just kind of jump into it and you know it's all about voguing and it's all about this and that, but it you know it, it is. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with being in a culture like this, especially as someone who's a guest within this culture as well. You know, you know, Borum was created by Black and Latinx trans women and it's solely, truthfully intended for them. So everyone else has a duty and a responsibility that if they're going to be a part of this, they need to also feed positively back into this community and for the girls. And being a house father, that's carries its own responsibilities within itself because you know you have these young individuals queer and trans individuals who kind of look to you for guidance um, on how to navigate through life and it's important that you yourself are capable and able and have the capacity to do so so there's a lot that kind of comes with it. I don't know if that answered your question. Okay, yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely. And you talked about the origins of the US ballroom scene there. What difference, uh, what's the difference between the American ballroom scene and the Australian ballroom scene? I think what's really interesting about the Australian ballroom scene is that in a similar vein to the New York ballroom scene, um, the ballroom scene in Australia was created by trans women of colour and um, butch queens in Western Sydney in a disenfranchised area where the, obviously, as we know, there's a lot of homophobia and transphobia and they really carved out this space for themselves. And now ballroom is all over the country. Um, and I think that similar story of um, people these trans bodies really creating something in a space where they're not seen is, I think, um, a universal in, in many ways. But I think there is also, I think, just geographically where we are, we have a lot more Pacifica influence within our ballroom scene as well that perhaps is not as present in the American scene. Yeah, you were talking there about the ballroom scene coming up in the Western suburbs and 
being queer and people of colour, how mm. does, obviously, what challenges do you face being queer and people of colour in the Western suburbs? And come, it, it, obviously, that's affected the ballroom scene in Australia greatly. Yeah, I think, you know, being queer in the West, in the West is, like, definitely a challenge. And I think um, a lot of people can relate to this experience where a lot of the time, you know, for me growing up as well, it was really about, um, you know, survival and, and trying to ensure safety while moving through life or I'm getting on a train at Liverpool station or, you know, I'm going to shops or doing something. And we, we talk about realness in ballroom and, you know, these are really important things because they're survival techniques for a lot of people, particularly for trans people out West as well, you know. Um, and although some people might not agree with them, that's that's an element of ballroom that's created for that purpose. I think one of the benefits, I guess, of being in Western Sydney is how diverse and multicultural the space is. So I think from a cultural standpoint, it's, it's quite nice because you feel um, you can find people around of your culture around you all the time. Whereas mm. I could imagine being Arab and growing up in Bondi would not be the same experience. <laughs> With shows like um, Pose and Legendary, have you seen a change in the ballroom scene? You know, it's funny. I feel like prior to that, if you heard about ballroom, it came through Paris's Burning. Yeah. and the queen and and those kinds of films whereas now there's this new generation that's coming up and they're like oh i watched pose and now i love ballroom and it's like well have you watched paris is burning have you you know mm -hmm. so there is that i think it has created an, an influence i think it has made it a bit more mainstream as well and, and made it more accessible globally um but i think in many ways it's like not too dissimilar from what happened with Madonna and Vogue, you know? So I think it's just having a second wave, another resurgence again in that mainstream yeah. way. With that rise of uh, ballroom around the world, what would you say, uh, just playing devil's advocate for a second, what would you say to those naysayers that say it's cultural appropriation, that it shouldn't be happening outside New York or the ballroom scene in the US? I think it's, it's it's a it's an interesting subject because it's like many of the pioneers and people and leaders within the ballroom scene are the ones who have gone to these different countries and then established these scenes there or have given the approval and guidance for those scenes. And I think I think as long as there is work where the femme queens are centered and where um black culture is centered and acknowledged as the birthplace of it and always focused i think there is space for that i think as long as queer and trans people are disenfranchised ballroom will always exist and it's i think that's a central message of it as well so it, it's this i'm sure there's people who would say no and i'm sure there's people who would say yes so i think the main thing always comes down to is moving with respect that's fantastic. I, I want to touch on fashion as well, because I believe fashion has been a big part of your life. You've been described by GQ and Harper's Bazaar as a fashion guru, a style icon in the Australian Sydney scene. What does fashion mean to you and how? what role does it play in your life? I think fashion's incredibly 
I want to say important, but also not important at the same time. <laughs> like, okay. I think, um, I think fashion plays a role. It's like, you know, part of my day-to-day -day job as part of the things that I do. Um, I love fashion because I think it's, it's for me, fashion is just another creative outlet. So I think it's, it's important to me when I want to use that outlet to say something or be creative. And sometimes it's not important to me when I don't want to be creative in that way or focus on that, you know? Um, but I think it has definitely integrated itself as particularly in like house of silky, you know, we're known as the fashion house in Australia. And we've done things like fashion weeks and Harper's Bazaar shoots and rush. And uh, so it's like, it's really cool that it's part of the DNA. Um, but I think we always try to have fun with it. So it's like, we take it seriously, but not that seriously. Uh, well, let's talk about Zaddy's Out Westy with My Bestie event. What would one expect to see, experience when they walk into one of your events? I think like amazing energy, colorful, beautiful, diverse people, um, a celebration of like queer and trans lives, BIPOC lives. I think it's like a really fun and beautiful space in Sydney. And it's, I think one of the, not to toot my own home, but I think it's one of the very few spaces where that really celebrates all of that um, and does it in an interesting way um, and outside of Sydney, um, Sydney city, I should say. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you because the event is at uh, the Australian and Cultural Exchange in Parramatta. What is it about holding these events not in the traditional queer scene in the city centre? What does it mean yeah. for those people out west? Well, Zaddy's door list, I always consider it as like a travelling party in Sydney, um, Eora. Um, and we move across it intentionally because I think, you know, so much of queer culture is like where all these you know we're, we're hidden in these warehouses in the back streets or we're in this club or it's just in oxford and i, I really wanted to create an event where when we're not hiding do you know where we can go get these incredible venues we can be in western sydney we can be on a boat in darling harbour we can you know take up spaces in these take up take up these spaces safely you know and be able to enjoy something different and special um so it's it's very important and particularly for western sydney as well you know like there's a lot of homophobia and transphobia that exists there but that doesn't stop people from existing in west queer people existing in western sydney we're there you know we exist we we're a part of it so it's like why shouldn't we celebrate that? Why why can't we find a way for those people who are in Western Sydney to feel valid where they live um, and have something fun to go to? We cover a lot of events that are coming up in Parramatta, especially, which seems mm. to be the gay hub of Sydney. Let's let's talk about um, for a moment um, the acts that you've got at the event. I think um, we've got like an incredible lineup. We have Half Queen from Aotearoa. New Zealand coming over, who's like a regular Zaddies, and they always bring the vibes, um, super high energy. Like we expect lots of like bungle beats. I think naturally we'll hear some ballroom beats and see some girls voguing down in the back. Um, 
music is lots of it's always really high energy i feel like the zaddy's parties and the music as well um i think it's what's also really great is we always have you know such a diverse and mixed lineup of artists who bring their own cultural um flavors into their sets as well we have a cuenta who's playing, um, who runs Crip Rave Theory, which is an incredible event as well. Ride Dan um, is doing a back-to-back -back with X-Fling. We have um, Basco, who also does incredible stuff. Um, and I think what's also really special is we have the Soul Sonic, the Soul, excuse me, the Sonic Soul Syndicate tongue twister also playing as well, which is an, a fantastic initiative um, developed at ACE, um, where it focuses on training um, uh, LGBTQI plus and female identifying musicians in Western Sydney um, and developing a program for them and workshops to help them build their skill sets in electronic music and um, within that space. So a lot of them will be debuting their first ever like DJ set at this event. Mm -hmm. So it's super amazing to have these really established artists and these emerging artists um, representing Western Sydney in the same space. Yeah. Um, how did you become involved with ACE? Because it just, it's something new for me. I hadn't actually heard of ACE and researching what you do sounds like an amazing place and it does offer amazing um, opportunities for people as well for yeah. training. I think ACE is an incredible venue. I think cultural hubs and community organizations like that in Western Sydney are so vital to the success of, um, of all of us from Western Sydney who are trying to build our names. You know, that's, you know, Western Sydney, we don't have as much, you know, eyes on us for this, you know, for this kind of stuff. So these venues are really the backbones of supporting artists in Western Sydney. Um, so I think it's incredible and they do a lot of amazing stuff as well, just um, in general, even outside of music, just within community, whether it's um, uh, classes or workshops focused on like sewing and teaching people textile skills or it's literacy or this, they cover really all bases. Um, and this is my second year working with them. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really, really amazing. That's fantastic. Uh, so the event is on Saturday, the 20th of January. It runs from 8 p.m. to late, 2 a.m. around then. Um, yeah. It's obviously, it's at the Arts and Cultural Exchange in Parramatta. It's only $20 plus booking fee. Where can people grab tickets? You can grab tickets online at Humanitix. Um, you can follow the link on at Zaddy's Door List on Instagram um, or type it into Google. Instagram is at Zaddy's Door List and yep. the event is called Zaddy's Out Westie with my bestie. So grab your bestie and head out Westie. And also I want to just point out, um, it's free for Mob and uh, Femme Queens as well. You just yes. have to DM you. Yeah, exactly. Xander, I want to thank you for coming on and talking to us today. Um, it sounds like an amazing, uh, amazing initiative and all the best. Thank you so much, Mark, and thank you for having me. Hi, Mark Haddon here, producer of Gay Waves. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate the episode and subscribe to the channel.
You can also get in touch with us. Our email address is gaywaves at 2ser.com. Find us on all social media channels. Just search Gay Waves. Thanks for listening.